Joy. Thank you for agreeing to do this book sharing. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Hi, so, hi, yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. So maybe can we start with a little like a short introduction from you for people that don't really know you? Sure. Uh, so my name is Roy. Uh, I'm currently a final year student at HKU. Mm -hmm. And I study a major called industrial engineering and logistics management, mm -hmm. which uh, I personally don't know much about. <laughs> and uh, it's basically my fourth year in university and my fourth year in ISEC as well. Ooh. So it's uh, really a privilege to be here. And uh, I'm someone who loves to read a lot of books. So mm -hmm. I guess uh, it's really an honor to be as part of this podcast and yeah, look forward to our conversation today. Oh, nice, nice. So like you mentioned you like to read book and what, so what type of book do you usually read? Right. So I think back then when I was uh, in my, let's say, primary or secondary school, mm -hmm. uh, I used to read more about fiction. But mm -hmm. um, ever since I entered university and especially ISEC, I try to read more like self-help, business management, leadership, um, these kind of books. Oh. Uh, especially like there are some authors which I really like. For example, um, Simon Sinek or Mark Manson mm -hmm. or like Ray Dalio, which is uh, like who is the author of the book Principles, which we're going to talk about. So I think mm -hmm. uh, like these authors, especially, I would say I really like to read them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just feel like reading is a very enriching experience. Like a lot of the time when we're stuck, a lot of the time when we don't know what to do in life, reading does help you take a break and gain fresh perspectives on how you see things. Mm. So yeah, I think that's how I, I really enjoy reading. Yeah. Oh, nice. But like, how do you squeeze the time to read book? Because like you're in fourth year and you're also in Isaac. Yeah, I think that's a question I get asked a lot. Because uh, especially in Hong Kong, like people are super busy, like they barely have time to do anything, yeah. let alone like read books. So I, I must confess, like nowadays, I don't have a lot of time to read, but uh, especially back then uh, when I was like progressing as the local committee president of ISAC in HPU, mm -hmm. uh, I felt like I had a lot of knowledge gap. So I need to read a lot of books to equip myself. So what I would do is um, basically during my travel, let's say if I'm traveling on the bus or the MTR, I mm -hmm. would usually pick up a book to read or I would just read before I sleep at night. Ooh. And nowadays what I do is um, I hear audiobooks. So basically like when I'm traveling, I would listen to either like a podcast or like a book summary on YouTube or on like whatever software on Spotify. Uh, so I think that also helps a lot. So especially mm -hmm. if people, you know, they don't find time to read books, uh, at least they can hear audiobooks or they can hear podcasts, I think that's also pretty enriching and pretty uh, informative, also very interesting. But for me, I'm more like an old school person. So I like the feel of a book and I, yeah. uh, I like to just, uh, just read it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but don't you like miss the stop when you read books on the MTR or something? Uh, that has happened. Yeah, I think sometimes you just tend to be so lost, like you lose yeah. track of time and lose track of place. But uh, yeah, I think they're addictive, but at the same time, when you read like self-help books, especially, um, they force you to reflect a lot. Like 
you don't really read a lot at one go because you basically need to think and kind of reflect on what you've been doing and how has your life been going. Mm -hmm. And accordingly, like you would try to connect with what the author is trying to say, try to see if any of the insights that the author is providing, is it relevant to your own life? Uh, and, you know, perhaps I think sometimes there's a lot of like, at least my tendencies, I would try to challenge and question the author. So, for example, if they give a particular philosophy or mm. if they give, let's say, a leadership principle, then I would like try to challenge them, mm. uh, try to think maybe in ISA context, like, does it apply, does it not apply? So awesome. I, I would say like the process of reading, it also comes with the process of reflecting. So that's when you truly internalize what the author has to say. And most importantly, like you, you determine what are your takeaways, right? So mm -hmm. you can either agree or disagree or like choose what you want to take away from a book, from an author. And you can selectively sort of go back and see how you can apply back in your life. So yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, so you really like consolidate things after you read a book and like filter out what you want to take in and what you don't oh. yeah i i would say i try to do that um i think especially when you're reading leadership books um let's say you're reading books about coaching or feedbacking or communicating um i think it doesn't make sense to just skim through the pages because uh you won't learn anything like for something like coaching no matter how much theory you learn mm -hmm. ultimately you need to apply what the book says in real life Yeah. So that's why I think, um, like some people, for example, they, they like to highlight some key points in a book or they would underline or they would make notes. Mm -hmm. For me, I would just try to read slowly and try to reflect. And what I would do is um, sometimes, like when you read a book, you tend to forget, right? So yeah. uh, I would basically just read the book summary as well, just to remember the key points, the key concepts and the key messages that the author is trying to communicate. And that does help to really stay behind. Because uh -huh. like you won't remember, let's say, every word in the 200 pages, but you'll remember some of the sticky lines and the sticky messages that the author, like, let's say, wrote about. And I think that's what makes it really fascinating. Mm. Oh, cool, cool. And like, <laughs> you actually kind of spoiler it just now, uh, like the title of the book that we are going to discuss more today. Right. which is like principle by Roy Dalio, is it? Yeah, uh, his name is Ray Dalio. Oh, Ray. So it's quite similar to my name. Oh. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Oh, okay. So like, why do you want to share about this particular book? Because like I heard from some people as well that you really, really like this book. Yeah, so I think I can talk forever about it. So just cut me when you think it's, uh, it's too much, because okay. I, I really like this book a lot. Oh. Uh, I think, why this book? Um, so honestly, I've read quite a few books of different genres within the domain of leadership, but mm. I would say this book to me is really the holy Bible. Like, um, it's a book which not only teaches you about leadership, it teaches you about life in general, like the whole concept of principles. So just to give a bit of background, like Ray Dalio, he is basically, uh, he's a very famous investor. So he 
He's the founder of Bridgewater. Bridgewater is the world's, like one of the world's largest um, investment management or what we call as like hedge fund firm. Mm -hmm. uh, so this guy, he actually, from all his mistakes and all his failures and all his like events in his life, mm -hmm. he composed a book of all his principles that he thinks it really guides his decision-making and guides his communication every day. So I feel like, like for those of the listeners who have actually heard about this book or are like going to explore this book, um, you will find that every page is filled with nearly a principle. Like it's filled with a lot of text. Mm -hmm. So it's not an easy read. Like it takes a lot of time to read the book because mm -hmm. it'll force you to reflect a lot. Like there are so many different principles. Uh, there are so many different stages in which you apply the principles. So um, it really forces you to reflect a lot. Um, and I always joke to people that this is one book which requires leadership before you read the book. <laughs> because uh, in a way to grasp the concepts, like basically the author, like I would say the overall theme, he talks about like radical honesty and radical transparency. So for honesty, transparency, for being open-minded for these concepts, I think you need to have some sort of background in leadership. And I feel like um, this book, when you read it, especially for a lot of Isaacers who are considering, let's say, to progress, for example, like I would really recommend this book because it's something you can apply in your leadership journey. Or let's say for non-Isaacers, like no matter where you are in your life, when you're leading people, when you're communicating, uh, I'm sure it's a book which will really help you a lot. And Personally, for me, it took me more than two or three months to complete it. And at the end of it, I just feel like, damn, it's, uh, it's a really inspiring book, savings. Mm. Oh, but I'm curious, how did you first come across this book? Is it oh, just actually, um, the book is recommended to me by Darren. So Darren is the MCP of uh, Isaac in Hong Kong in 1920. Mm -hmm. And uh, coincidentally, I came across the book online uh, because like it's a very popular book. Like it's uh, one of the number one bestsellers of, uh, of like New York Times as well. So uh, basically I came across there and when Darren also validated, uh, I went to a bookstore in Causeway Bay. Uh, it's s -Lead. I think it's a very popular bookstore, which a lot of Hong Kong people go. <laughs> and uh, fun fact, every single time when I've gone to SVD, this book was always there. So it just shows like it's always in the stores, it's always selling. Uh, even though the book is not recently published, like it's been quite a while. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that was the first time I heard about it and I immediately bought it. When I first bought it, it was like damn thick. So it really scared me. It's like almost like an encyclopedia. But yeah, when you start reading it, you will realize that um, them. It's uh, it's one hell of a book. Yeah. And it's, it's just fun fact. Um, like the first half of the book is actually Ray Dalio, kind of like it's like an autobiography. So mm -hmm. he's talking about his past, but basically he says if you're not interested, just skip and jump right to the principles. <laughs> so actually, like when Darren also asked me to read the book, he said just skip the first part and just jump straight to the principle. And for like the listeners. Yeah, don't be scared by the volume of the book because yeah, just skip the first part. Like if you're not interested in knowing about finance, like for example, you have nothing to do with business or finance, then just skip it and just jump right to the 
work principles and life principles and that's going to be very helpful but did you really skip the first part about so his what i did is um i read the work principles and life principles first oh. and then i just felt like it's very fascinating to know about this person so i just skimmed through the part about his autobiography because oh. that part is quite detailed like he talks about his entire career and uh, it, it's still quite inspiring because most of the principles that he has come up with it comes from his failures mm. it comes from the bad things that he did it comes from the mistakes that he made so you can feel how genuine and how um, heartfelt the lines and the topics are like mm. the author is really sharing from the bottom of his heart like um because i came across this book not too long ago as well and it intimidated me because it's like 500 ish yep. pages yep yeah oh but it's interesting to hear like what you say about that book and like do you have like a specific kind of people that you feel like oh you should really read this book uh sure so like i mentioned um especially for those of you who are progressing to a higher role uh i think it's definitely i really recommend um the thing is you need to be open-minded and you need to be patient when it comes to reading the book so rather than a type of people i would recommend it to those people who have time on their hands because like i mentioned it's not an easy read like it's not a book which you can you know finish in a week or in a couple of weeks because um the joy of the book is really when after reading every single principle or every single page you really reflect so it was very funny because there used to be days where i used to read for like 10 minutes but reflect for an hour like that's how powerful the book is in a way that uh, and and honestly like don't read it for the sake of reading it like um if you don't reflect on it then i would say you're not savoring the experience of the book so especially there are some concepts when he talks about accountability when he talks about like uh let's say setting goals when he talks about achieving i think those parts are so relevant to icicles especially like when you progress i'm pretty sure you will face similar situations you will need to apply similar principles so i i would really say if you ask me to compile a like a checklist of books that i recommend to icicles then Uh, this would be the top one like really the one which i i, I would say i i can die for this book if it, <laughs> if it can. Yeah. oh okay okay then like what really changed after this book uh i think i i wouldn't say i changed completely as a person mm-hmm. but i really start to treasure some of the concepts that i mentioned for example um there is a very iconic principle inside the book so it reads don't worry about looking good worry about achieving your goals and i feel like this principle this line itself it really hit me very hard because back then like before i progressed to lcp or even during my lcp term a lot of the times i was this pretty egoistic person I care about looking good which means I care about taking the spotlight and shining and um you know I wouldn't want to be pulled down in public like I feel like you know I have a certain image that I need to follow 
So I would worry about looking good. Like let's say, even when it comes to having tough conversations with people, I wouldn't have that because I don't want myself to look bad. But I feel like after I read this book and after I progress another year, it really makes sense. Like if you're someone who is truly willing to achieve your goals, then it requires like laser sharp focus. And you cannot just simply care about how you look, how you feel, how others perceive you. So that's something I really like still remember even today. It's something I try to remind myself every day. Like even when I need to have tough conversations, even when I need to have very brutal conversations with people, when I need to give direct feedback to people, I must always make sure that I'm not caring about looking good. And if I really want that person to achieve, if I really want, let's say, the organization to achieve something, then I really need to stop caring about how I look and rather care about the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. I think this was one of the things that really hit me. And uh, I think just one more, um, like one of the main concepts, or let's say one of the realizations that I have that really changed me was the concept of being open-minded. Like basically in the book, um, what the author mentions is there are like two barriers to humility or two barriers to being open-minded. So one of it is like ego barrier and one is blind spots. Mm -hmm. So for ego, it's basically when, you know, you think you're the greatest out there, like no one is better than you. And this this is what happens to leaders. Like when you progress to a leadership role, you have the position, you have the power, you have the authority. So what happens is you tend to not give like much attention to the other things and you start becoming closed within your own echo chambers. And I would say that part really like made me realize like how egoistic I was as a person before. And the second one that the author talks about is blind spots. So blind spots is also another very strong barrier to humility because blind spots basically means like there are a lot of things which we cannot see directly, but we take for granted. So we are not able to sense how others feel. We're not able to sense what people in the room really think about things. And like these two itself, when I look back, they were two of the major barriers that I had to become a humble person. So I wouldn't say like after reading the book, I'm a very humble person now, but at least I have a conscious realization that this is something I need to work on. And just like this, there are so many other concepts which I can really apply into my ISEC life, into my daily life, and then um, try to make the most out of it. Yeah. It's quite funny, actually, because like not too long ago, we also did a book sharing with Darren, right? And he also mentioned about these things like ego and blind spot. So yeah, yeah, it's quite fascinating. I think uh, he is also a very keen reader and yeah, we have a similar taste in books. So I think, uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, Especially, I think books that talk about humility, talk about empathy, Mm-hmm. Talk about accountability. Like these are some values which we also really celebrate and cherish in ISEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say even like growth and resilience. So I think like books like these, it would it would resonate a lot with ISEC, especially those who have read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but then like um, just now you also mentioned a lot about like this book is very suitable for like, for example, for people that want would like to progress. But then like, how can this really be relevant to like the general audience? Because like, 
even though there will be some people that want to progress, most will not really want to. So yeah. Ah, definitely. I think that's uh, that's not a worry because uh, basically, no matter your, I, I think whoever you are, and whatever direction you want to go in life, there must be at least one thing you can really take away from the book. So I think why I mentioned progression is perhaps you know people who are progressing they can reflect and they can connect more. But I guess uh, just for anyone out there who wants to read a book which will teach them a lot of principles about life and about work, then I think it's definitely applicable to you. Like even most of the reader base of the book, um, like they actually come from very, very diverse, let's say fields of study or fields of work. And um, the best part about the book is like after reading all those life principles or work principles, the author wants you as a reader to come up with your own set of principles. So in a way, like no matter who you are or no matter what age you are, I guess like after reading the book, if you're able to consolidate and if you're able to find out what are your set of principles that really matter to you, um, I think that should already be a very good sign that you've enjoyed the book. So it's just, yeah, it's, let me put it this way. It's recommended for everybody, but it is compulsory for those who are progressing. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, that's okay. how I would like to put it. Mm. Okay. And like the book is the result, like we can say that the book is a result of the writer overcoming his crisis during like the monetary crisis on the ninth, on the like uh, 20th century. So yep. how about you? Did you have a like, did you ever have a crisis that um, really kind of like, pull you back and how did you overcome it? Sure. Um, actually, this is quite related to one of the concepts inside the book. So rather than crisis, um, the author uses the word pain. So there is a very iconic line in the book. And uh, this is a principle that I personally, I really follow a lot. So it says, pain plus reflection equals mm -hmm. to progress. So basically for human beings to move ahead in life, it's not the high points and not the successes and not the achievements that teach you, but it's actually your low points, your failures or shortcomings that really shape you into who you are. And honestly, when I look back, it's actually those non-achievements, those failures and those regrets that they kind of mold me into who I am today as a person. And especially like, when you experience pain, a lot of people, they would want to hide away from that pain. Like you would want to be conflict avoiding, you would want to be pain avoiding. So you wouldn't want to challenge yourself or push yourself. But when you're pushing yourself, when you fall down, you are bound to experience pain. But if you reflect on the pain, if you consolidate on what went wrong, then ultimately you will progress. Like you will become at a much better state than you were before. So I think for me personally, especially um, in ISEC, like there are a lot of flaws that I had previously and I would still say there are a lot of flaws that I have now. Especially I used to be a person who was not empathetic. Um, I used to be someone who finds it very difficult to understand others. I'm someone who easily can make a lot of assumptions or like even though I'm trying to help others, 
it's quite tough for me to really like understand things from their perspective. And I feel like after reading the book, after having this concept of pain plus reflection equals to progress, I start to experience more pain of not being empathetic, experience more pain of you know, not being able to connect with people. And then once I reflect from it, it does help me to become better at it. Again, like it's not like an overnight transformation, so it takes a lot of time. But overall, what I would say is it's just like any kind of pain in life, rather than avoiding it, what I've learned is how I should tackle the pain head on. And rather than like shying away from it, I just need to experience it. Most importantly, learn from my mistakes, learn from what went bad, and then try to improve, try to not make the same mistakes again. But um, at least this is my philosophy, like to make progress in life, you need to experience a certain dose of pain. And, you know, like people always say, oh, like, what is the, what is the big picture that you want to fight for? Or what is the beautiful dream you want to achieve? I think that's not a powerful question to ask because the question you should ask is how much pain are you willing to suffer to achieve that big goal? Because ultimately, like there is like, you know, as they say, like no pain, no gain. So ultimately, like you need to experience a certain dose of pain, a certain dose of failure, so that you can really march back up into who you are. So I think this is really one perspective that really shaped me a lot after I read the book, after I read uh, Ray Dalio's experiences. So I would say that part was very inspiring. And at the same time, when I try to reflect, I can feel like that is one takeaway that I've tried to apply in my life and overcome, no matter it's pain or no matter it's crisis, no matter it's, let's say, those very dark and depressing days. Okay, okay. So moving on, like, um, do you have any non, because like we're at the topic of principle, right? Do you have any yep. non-negotiable work principle or like life principle? Right. Uh, to be very honest, I haven't come up with an exhaustive list of principles for myself yet. So mm. I would basically always borrow principles from Ray Dalio or let's say some of the other authors, like let's say Mark Manson or Simon Sinek. Uh, but for me, if you ask me like, um, rather than a principle, like what is something which I really care about? Like what is something which is non-negotiable for me? Um, I would really say it is integrity. I think um, I hate people who are not showing their true side. And I hate people who don't deliver on their promises. Because to me, integrity is not just about, you know, being honest. Like that is just the bare minimum. But integrity is really when you're being genuine, you're being absolutely honest. And most importantly, you take your promises seriously and you deliver on them. So for example, it can be a very small thing. Like it can be as small as, oh, I decided to like do this for you on this particular date and time. So unless like something, you know, unforeseen happens, like, why would you not do it? Because you've already promised someone and you need to deliver on that. So for me, I would really take the words that someone would take, like tell me seriously and expect them to deliver. And likewise, expect myself to deliver on other promises as well. And I feel like integrity, it's not just like a work principle, but it's also a life principle. Like you need to be honest with your, let's say your loved ones, your family, your like girlfriend or boyfriend or 
your friends, like no matter where you go, you need to be a person with integrity. Otherwise, like there'll be no one who will be willing to trust you. So I think integrity is definitely one. And I think the second one, which I also mentioned previously in the podcast is more on open-mindedness. Because personally, this is something which I struggle a lot. So I feel like this is one principle that I want to work on in terms of how to get better at it, like how to be more, like the author uses the word radically open-minded, mm-hmm. where you know, you're really embracing disagreements, you're embracing the fact that people can have differences and it's important to learn from these differences and it's important to be open-minded to new perspectives. Like especially when you progress to higher roles or especially when you step up in life, it becomes very easy for you to surround yourself with yes men who keep on reinforcing what you're trying to say, who keep on validating your points. But like, if you're not being challenged by people around you, if you're not facing constructive criticism, if you're not open-minded to feedback, if you're not open-minded to opposite arguments or opposite viewpoints, then I guess you will never really grow. You will never really know what it is to look at things from a much more holistic perspective. So I think open-mindedness and integrity for me, like these are two things that I personally really care about. And especially after reading the book, it's something that I really want to reinforce in my life. Uh, not just in Isaac, but let's say when I leave Isaac one day, like that's something I really want to uphold. And like, I think we're nearing the end of the sharing. And like, let's end with one last question. Like, sure. if one day you can personally meet the author, like, do you have anything to say to him or like any question for him? Wow. I think that day would be like a fanboy moment because uh, I think those who know me know how much I, I love this book and this author. Um, I think it's, it's, it's tough to think of one question because, you know, there's so many things I want to ask. Uh, but I think if there is one thing I want to ask is more like, how do you develop your own set of principles after reading the book principles? Because in a way, like the author encourages us to have our own set of principles, right? But that is quite tough because, you know, it's tough to find, like, say, a bunch of five or six things that you personally really care about. Like, especially for people like me, I'm not a very self-aware person. So it's hard for me to come up with, like, an exhaustive list of principles, which, you know, that's very unique to me. That's something I want to always abide by. So I want to ask the author more on, like, what would be his advice to, let's say, general people, like very common, ordinary people like me, in terms of how I can come up with my own set of principles uh, after reading the book or basically after reflecting on life incidents. So I think this is something I want to know. And uh, of course, I want to know the, 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 the secret to his success because, yeah, he's a very, very famous investor. I think not long back, he was, I think, the 79th richest man in the world. But that's probably because he does a lot of philanthropy. So mm-hmm. if he wanted, he can make even more money. But because he's a man of such integrity and he has so much principles, he, like, like I, I don't think there are many people out there who would want to be so open and so honest about their career and business. And this person, he not only has written 
like every single detail, but he has even come up with principles based on his failure. Mm. And I think that's that's something really to to applaud and to learn from. So yeah, I think that's how I would perhaps like answer or ask him a question. Oh, wow. Okay. So like personally, I really like gain a lot from your sharing about this book about like your life and like before we officially end the sharing do you have like any last word to say to our listener sure sure uh yeah thanks a lot for having me as well and yeah, loved your question uh i think just the uh, last couple of things to say to the listeners would be especially if you're interested in the book principles then uh a very interesting thing for you is you can just go to the instagram page of this book So all you need to basically search is just input the word principles on your Instagram search tool and you will be redirected to the page. So every day Ray Dalio he posts one principle. So it's basically like a quote and then on the caption he gives the description of the principle. So if you have time and let's say if you're not uh like at this moment let's say if you're not going to read the book at least go check out the instagram page cuz uh you'll find all the principles and it's going to be very very enlightening so i think that's just uh like a one minor thing to say and i think the second thing is more on just reading um honestly i feel like there's only a very limited number of things which your university education can teach you and i would even say there are limited number of things that i said can teach you but when you read books they are really like those sources of external insights that can really shape you into who you are as a person so especially rather than just going after any book in the bookstore you might want to think about what is something you really want to change about yourself what is something you really want to gain new perspectives of and then you accordingly find the book to read for example if you're someone who is not good at let's say innovating like you're a very evaluative person but you don't know how to generate ideas then probably a book that you should be reading should be on innovation and entrepreneurship like let's say you're someone who you really care about people but you're not a good coach then perhaps you need a book on coach or let's say you're someone who's doing marketing then you would probably go for a book on marketing so try to find books that resonate with your current problems and your current needs and when you read the book try to reflect and try to link back with your life because ultimately like a good book is one where you can really resonate with the author and apply the insights in your personal life as well and that'll make the book reading experience like very very powerful very very uplifting and it'll really leave a mark on your life like beyond those pages beyond the words of the author it's about how that book impacted you into making a better person and i think that's something which i really hope like our listeners they would start reading more start reflecting more and start having a wonderful time uh, absorbing what's written in books Okay okay so thank you very much Roy for like sparing your time and doing this sharing it's been really fun and it's inspiring i would say so thank sure. you very much and if you like this sharing make sure you follow this spotify podcast account and also our instagram account 
to get updated if we post more similar content like this.